Welcome to the Storm Clouds of Dementia, where we share concrete day-to-day tips and guidance from our perspectives based on our personal experience and observations over the last decade. I'm Pam Ostrowski, Alzheimer's speaker, family consultant, and author of It's Not That Simple, Helping Families Navigate the Alzheimer's Journey. It's a guidebook filled with tips and guidance based on my mother's 14-year Alzheimer's journey from being fully functional through dementia and then finally through Alzheimer's. Today, I'd like to also introduce Tammy Luna, who is my partner in crime on this podcast. Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Tammy Luna, Certified Dementia Practitioner and Certified Placement and Referral Specialist with Options for Senior Living. We are here to assist families who are at a critical time in their life and need help navigating the senior living world. We're glad you're here. Let's get started with today's topic. Welcome to podcast number two, The Storm Clouds of Dementia, Recognizing the Signs and Progression of Memory Loss. It's Tammy Luna. As you know, in podcast number one, I mentioned a couple, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and the progression of Mr. Smith's dementia and the battle that they went through. We never wanted to get to that point of the falls that they had gone through. Some other changes and indicators are frequent visits to the ER, PCP, or calling the first responders regularly. And what I mean by that is, for example, Mr. Smith, who had fallen, that's a daily battle for some people with dementia. The other spouse can't get them off the floor, they can't lift them, and so they're constantly calling the first responders. Falls and balance issues are one of the first signs. It's one of the leading causes of death over age 65, but it comes along with dementia as well. Wow, I didn't know that. Hey guys, it's Pam. So Pam, what did you experience with your mom and what signs did you start to see at the beginning? Well, we didn't really have the fall thing going on, uh, but we did have anxiety. She started to demonstrate issues with her memory. So where are my keys? You know, what did I do with my glasses? Those types of things, which aren't necessarily dementia as much as they could be that she just was busy doing something and wasn't paying attention. So she wasn't focused when she set down her glasses or, or the keys. But then it started to change a bit because when she would lose something or couldn't find it at the time, she would get very anxious. Like, well, but we have to find it. And and it was became almost obsessive. And so that was abnormal for my mom. And that was really where I thought, okay, something's wrong here. And then before we actually got diagnosed, she would pick up objects and look at them as if she had never seen them before. So for, I remember specifically, I think it was for her birthday or mother's day, I had gotten her perfume and she unwrapped the box and then she took the perfume out of the box and then she put it up in front of her eyes and I raced to her before she pressed the button because she would have you know, potentially blinded wow. herself and that would have hurt a lot. And, uh, but you know, it wasn't like she was trying to sniff it. She knew she should bring it up to her face or near her neck, but the discernment between how to actually use perfume was gone. It's that diminished safety awareness. Exactly. Like they don't really, 
the loved one doesn't really know they they have a vague memory of what it is that they are trying to do and so the the thing that you know and, and i'll just i'll hand this back to you but one of the things that i saw as something i regretted this was hard is that it's it's an instinctual thing to stop the person from doing something they shouldn't do and in that case, that would have been a danger, right? Perfume right. in your eyes. However, one of the things I will warn everyone of is don't try to do everything for them either. So I know we're focused on really, you know, recognizing those signs, but we can talk about how do you react to those things in either in this podcast or another one. But I just want to make sure that, you know, it's all about dignity and respect during this whole progression and and process of memory loss. Yeah. And always, you don't ever want to correct them Mm -hmm. um, because that goes back to, to their dignity and respect. And that's a huge deal because they don't understand what's happening. They're not processing what's happening. They think they're, what they're doing is absolutely normal. And so to try to take that from them, um, again, we can talk about that later Good on point. and how to redirect, but that that's super important on redirecting and not correcting. Yeah. Um, Pam, okay. did you ever with your mom um, ever see frequent or reoccurrent UTIs or severe illness? Only at the late stages. So it wasn't something, and, and UTIs typically are a result of dehydration. Correct. And, and, you know, let's, let's walk through what those, some of those, those issues are, because my trigger point for sitting mom and dad down with my brothers and myself was that I looked in the refrigerator and all that was in there was, and I document this in my book, you know, frozen food. So frozen hamburgers. Um, I don't care if they're White Castle or not. Uh, <laughs> French, I know there's a lot of White Castle fans out there, but yeah, uh, be White careful. Castle, yeah. <laughs> don't want to upset anybody. Um, <laughs> French fries, frozen French fries. And then when I opened the refrigerator, there was no lettuce, no roughage, no vegetables, because those all spoil, right? right. And so it was convenient for dad to just cook something that was, you know, defrost something, microwave it or whatever, because he never cooked. It was always mom and she could no longer cook. And so, you know, looking at nutrition can be a huge factor in exacerbating a memory issue. So to me, looking at one of the signs from my perspective was that they had terrible food in the house. You know, cereal and milk was what was for breakfast. There was no, no vegetables in the morning, no fruit in the morning. And to me, that was, that was another one of those signs where you look at uh, the food side of things, but you mentioned UTIs. So can you talk a bit about dehydration and what causes a UTI? Sure. Oh, and And uh, urinary tract infection, just for those people who have no idea what acronyms we're using. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I bring that up and I ask that question is oftentimes, you know, more often than not, when I am with a client. Um, they're the first thing their family says is they have these out of control behaviors and they're, you know, just from one night to the next, um, and frequent or recurrent UTI or even severe illness is usually a dementia onset. Hmm. Um, and it comes from that poor nutrition and the poor hydration. Um, once they have a UTI and it's not taken care of, and it's not caught in time, it does lead to, um, 
that onset of behaviors. And it could be very minimal to very aggressive, very combative. Mm. Um, so it all goes back to that poor nutrition, poor hydration. But UTI is a huge, huge indicator of a dementia onset when you're dealing with somebody who just overnight has a whole different attitude or a whole different behavior. It's usually yeah. one of the cue signs. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the other, now that you've got me thinking about it, the other symptom, and this is actually not my personal story, but a story from a friend of mine whose mother has dementia. Uh, she, she went in to visit her mother and was talking to her and kind of, you know, scoping out, she's in a memory care facility, but she wasn't, I don't know quite why, why this happened or whether she was in senior living first and she was an independent. That's correct. That's what the story was. So she's an independent living and she's, so she's taking her own medications and her daughter who visits once in a while because she lives out of state. So that's who my right. friend is. And she, she looks at the medications that her mom has and she's looks at them and she looks at the date and she says, mom, why, oh, why no. are there so few pills in here? And the mothers, and this is like some heavy duty drugs. This is not right. something you want to OD on. And sure enough, she said, well, I don't remember if I took it or not. Give me another one. And <laughs> she's like, these are not, I mean, because, I mean, it's, we laugh, but we laugh because it's to us as someone who's, you know, cognitively savvy, we aren't, you know, we would never say that, but right. she, she doesn't know what that pill is. And it's to her, it's Tom's, you know, I'll just take another one or an aspirin, right? You know, and I'll just take another one and it'll be okay. And she doesn't even know what it's for. And, and so that was when her daughter said, uh, this is a big problem. And they immediately moved her to memory to assisted right. living so that her medications would be controlled. controlled. Um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of thing can be deadly if you're and so if you have a relative, a loved one who's taking medications go check it out, you know, see, you know, we, people always use those Monday through Saturday little pill packs. Yeah. How do you, how do you know if they don't know what day it is? See, that's the next thing, right? You ever go on vacation and forget what day it is? Well, <laughs> that's what dementia is like, uh, you know, when all, every, every day, every day is the same. How do you know that it's Wednesday? And how do you know when the, when the pill packet is empty? What if they think it's Thursday and it's time to take it again? So management of medications is huge. Have you seen that? I, I have. And, and yes, 100%. I, you know, more often than not, when I go in to do my assessment, and this goes back to why I love to meet with my families in person one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. to talk about their needs, um, because it gives you an idea of how the person is, is, is living and, and signs to look for. And more often than not, there's, you know, three, four, 10, 12 pill bottles just scattered. Um, wow. Some have Medisets, some don't. Um, you know, some have the, the newest technology with the Medisets um, that it, it dispenses the medication for you. Oh, but I didn't know about that. They do. Um, but the problem with that is, um, you know, what if they drop one on the floor? So then now they didn't take that medication. So mm -hmm. it's very important. Um, you know, the medication errors is, is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, another sign that I see a lot of, and most people don't even um, put this with dementia is over or underspending. 
have, have you thought about that or witnessed that or heard anything about that? If not, I'll touch on it a little bit. Oh, please touch on it because I, uh, my, well, so my parents were together this entire time and, um, let's just say dad was frugal. And so what mom would do is, I mean, she, she would never leave his side for the most part. So that really didn't become an issue. So tell us more. Sure. So let's talk about overspending, um, with dementia, um, especially at the very beginning stages, um, our senior population tends to always have their TV on QVC. We all know what QVC is, right? <laughs> so, you know, let's a say shopping I, channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's say you as the loved one, um, you know, for your friend's example, live out of state and you're coming to visit mom and you're seeing all these boxes, unopened boxes from QVC and they're unopened. That's overspending. And that is a huge sign that something is wrong. Mm. Um, underspending is where like they become very frugal with their money. They don't want to spend on food. So they don't have food in their fridge. They don't want to, you know, that goes back to the poor nutrition and the poor hydration. Mm -hmm. They're so scared to spend money on themselves because they feel like they're going to run out of money right. that they start underspending and they start cutting it into places where you really shouldn't. Yeah. It's um, like anxiety for spending and yeah. they, they're afraid their money will run out because right. they, and, and what that comes down to is, you know, some people aren't financially savvy anyway, or I've heard, I've seen and have heard stories of the, the, whoever that was taking care of the money passes away. In my case, my, it was my neighbor's wife passed away and she handled all the banking. He had to come up to me and he was 72, I think came to me and said, I don't know how to pay the mortgage. How do I do that? And it's like, right. well, call the bank first, but, but uh, he had no idea. And so when you don't understand, you know, you, you start off with not knowing about banking and managing bills. And then on top of that, if you have any memory deficit or impairment, then you really, you know, even if you look at your bank balance every day, you don't remember from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right. whether it was $200 or $2,000 or $20,000, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's that's, correct. that's a that's a big one and yeah, that it, it is interesting. And then um, I would say that an, another sign is what I call the big 12, which is yes. the 12 responses or there are about a dozen um, basic 12 automated responses. So I would go and see my mom and I, uh, this was early on. So before they entered um, assisted living and uh, independent living for dad, that I would go see her and I'd say, hey, how are you? And she'd say, oh, I'm fine. How are you? And I didn't realize it, but apparently we had developed this very routine way of interacting with each other yes. until I would throw out a, hey, did you get my voicemail? And she would have no idea what voicemail was, right? So I left you a recording on the answering machine. And she said, no, I don't remember you doing that. You know, so if that's the other thing is if they say, I don't remember you doing that or that, I don't remember you telling me that. Uh, it's, it's usually indicative and you know you did, then that's another sign to watch for. What other communications or what other words or phrases have you heard, Tammy? Um, a lot of repetitive repetitiveness mm -hmm. um, is is a, is another big one. 
um, constantly, you know, we're going through this with a good friend of mine's mom right now, where she's constantly repeating the same thing over and over. And, um, I told my friend, don't correct her, just redirect her. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she'll tell her, you know, I had this for lunch and her daughter will say, I know. And then 20 minutes later, I had this for lunch and she'll say, yeah, I know mom. Um, so the constant repetitiveness is another thing with communication, another sign, um, that something's, something's not okay. And, and to me, that's also her telling herself. So one of the things we forget about is we assume communication is between two people. But one of the things that I've witnessed is that a lot of times for those suffering with memory loss, they're talking to themselves. I had lunch. Okay, what did I have for lunch? I had tomatoes and cottage cheese and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, good. And vocalization, they know, helps them to verify and validate what they've done. And yeah. so even though she's her daughter is present, it doesn't mean she's talking to her. She's probably right. talking to herself. And then the other thing too, since you gave that example, is never say I know or, or mm-hmm. say, you told me that, right? Because mm-hmm. those are, those are, you would never talk to your parent. If you were a child, you would never say, I know, or, you know, don't, you know, Gosh, you already no, said that <laughs> you could always talk with dignity and respect and say, you know, and, and in the case of dementia, it could be, was it really yummy? You know, so engage them. And you mentioned right. redirecting, redirecting, en- engage them in, oh, was, you know, d- did you like it? Or do you want that again tomorrow? Or just about anything. But, but, you know, it's unkind because they remember the emotion. And if you keep saying, I know, that doesn't tell them anything, it doesn't give them any additional information. And right. so I wanted to make sure when you were talking about redirecting that it's really important when we're coaching you guys out there for that words really matter. How you treat your parent is not, stop telling me that. It's this is a parent, you are still their child and that you can damage this relationship really easily at this stage by being, um, uh, by talking down to them, by not showing them dignity, by not showing them respect. Respect. So I wanna make sure that we emphasize that. Right. That's a big one. Respect is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other, one other sign I, I wanted to talk about today was when you're unable to manage household responsibilities. Did you experience any of that with your mom? So with her, I mean, she went from cooking, cleaning, taking care of the house, managing things. And then my dad actually was the guy who did all of the checking account and, and bills. And he later said, I should have let her do that because he somehow thought, and this is, you know, for all those people who think they can fix the problem, because that's what he was trying to do. He said, you know, can you, can you just, you know, maybe I should have let her do the checking account. And I said, no, no, I, she had plenty of things that she was doing on her own. That right. isn't, that isn't the problem. And then she just stopped doing it all. I mean, that was it. She just, she was, I think, and I don't know if it was disorientation or a lack of remembering, like, where is the vacuum cleaner? So how are we going to do that? And so dad took over vacuuming and then shopping, they would go together 
but they would split up like mom would go one direction dad would go the other and I said stop doing that dad right because <laughs> you're going to, to lose her you know they used to walk the mall and she would walk the mall by herself and a security guard found her or mm-hmm. she approached him and said I can't find my husband and my dad always sat down in this exact same place like they did this every day 365 days for years. And she's like, I don't know where he went. And so the security guard walked her around and kind of looked at the benches and eventually found her. And then dad knew right? he couldn't let her do that. And I think that goes back to say, as we, you know, talked about in the first podcast that everybody's walk of life is going to look different. Yes. Um, I've experienced it with multiple clients. Some of them just don't have the desire to clean anymore. And some of them just don't remember how, or that's what they're supposed to do, or that's what they used to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's different with everyone. I got a call last week for a lady, um, and you know, I walked into the apartment and, she said, oh gosh, I don't, I, my house is a mess. I don't remember if I cleaned it today or if I was supposed to clean it today. And I just told her that's okay. It's, it's, it looks great. It looks fine. Um, you know, and then another client that just said, I just can't do it anymore. Mm. So again, going back to everybody's journey being different, sometimes it's not that they don't want to, it's that they don't remember that they're supposed to, or that they used to do that, or that was their daily routine. Exactly. And they don't know where everything is. And, you know, even, you know, as, as the progression actually happens, the concept of, well, what is house cleaning? So I remember when we were touring uh, different care communities and my mom would walk around and she'd look and And I said, mom, I said, they do your laundry and they do the dishes and they clean your house and they empty the garbage and they feed you in the restaurant. And I said, I want to move here. And she nodded her head. Now I, and, 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 you know, but I, I don't think any of those things resonated with her. No, She, she, she was just like, you know, if we're moving, we're moving. I don't know. I mean, she didn't. And so dad had to be with her all the time, you know, which was good that he was on independent living and that he was, had his faculties about him. But I mean, again, it does go back to, that's my story. Um, It is very individual and, but, but yeah, it's also indicative in general of the symptoms that you should be watching out for. Right. There, there's so many different signs and indicators of change Um, you know, we could, we could sit here and talk all day about, um, (laughs) how many different ones there are and it can look different to one person versus the other. But I think we've really hit on the top signs to look for, Mm -hmm. um, for you guys. And if you have any questions on any of those, um, we're more than happy to go into more detail. Absolutely. So how do people reach you if they have some specific questions for you, Tammy? Sure. You can reach out to me at www.optionsforseniorliving.com slash Tammy Luna or 602-501-8143. Excellent. And then to reach me, if you have specific questions for me uh, or want to buy the book on Amazon, it's not that simple. Helping families navigate the Alzheimer's journey. Uh, you can reach me at Pam at it's not that simple.com all one word and one last sign that i wanted to make sure 
that everyone knows about is bathing and in general, um, what your, you know, hygiene. So hygiene. looking at clothing, like, are they wearing the same clothing all the time? Are they washing? Because when they forget how to do laundry and they forget to change their clothes, now you've got another potential health risk. So right. I just want to drop that one in there. And along with hygiene goes grooming. So, yes. you know, if dad, you're used to seeing dad clean, shave, clean cut. Um, and now here he is, you know, week or two. Scruffy. Um, <laughs> scruffy that's another tall tale sign. Exactly. Exactly. Well, like you said, we could go on forever. So thank you guys <laughs> for listening. <laughs> if you want to hear more about our, the symptoms and signs of progression, just reach out to us and then we'll be doing podcast number three, which is some of the obstacles that you as family members uh, might have in even being able to recognize these symptoms. So how, you don't know what you don't know. And we're going to talk about that next time. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.